0: Hey there. Why is President Biden's vow to aid both Gaza and Israel crucial in the face of mounting protests? But is it enough to try and bring peace to the difficult region? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try to find out.
1: Now streaming right around the world. This is Ticker Today.
0: Hello and welcome. Great to have your company. Also coming up, X wants to charge new users $1 to try and stamp out fake accounts. But first, our top story this hour. Let's kick off with Ticker Hot Shots. Veronica Dudos in New York. Veronica, US President Joe Biden pledging solidarity with Israel and claims a deadly blast at a Gaza hospital seem to have been caused by a rocket misfire by militants, not by Israel, raising fears of wider instability. Protesters staged anti-Israeli demonstrations around the Middle East over the fireball that engulfed the hospital but now there is so much contention as we're seeing about who was actually responsible Israel says it wasn't us it was Islamic jihadists who had a misfired rocket but the hospital staff say that over previous days Israel had shelled the hospital twice and warned them to evacuate it's very difficult to decide who to believe here
2: Well, the United States said that they looked at uh, the intelligence. They also looked at what the IDF had and that they are in in agreement saying that it was a barrage of rockets that misfired and one had struck the hospital. So that is what President Joe Biden uh, said. He said that while he was on the ground, it was a whirlwind impromptu one day visit that he had uh, there with. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and he of course pledged solidarity with Israel. Now, you know, in addition to some of the aid that you were speaking about, uh, he he said more aid can come, and he just again reiterated that the U.S. is firmly behind the nation. Now, you know, Prime Minister Netanyahu thanked the president. So, really, you know, what is the sign that is being sent to the Middle East, to you know, the neighboring countries, with this, you know, firm? Uh, allies uh, standing together that that definitely remains to be seen
0: yeah it is a really good point and something that the u.s really wants the, the i guess all the countries around israel to know mess with them you mess with us they've got two aircraft carriers right off the eastern coast as well of the mediterranean president biden meeting uh in front of reporters with uh with benjamin netanyahu bibi as they call him uh, one of the longest serving leaders of israel here's what the president had to say
2: in the wake of Hamas's. Uh appalling terrorist assault. It was brutal, inhumane, uh, almost beyond belief what they did. This cabinet came together and uh, standing strong, standing united, and, and I want you to know you're not alone.
0: You're not alone, a message we have been hearing for quite some time. It makes us think of President Zelensky and Ukraine, um, a country which over the past few weeks we haven't been hearing much about. But let's talk about that trip. As you mentioned, it was a whirlwind trip to Israel, but it was meant to be much bigger. It was meant to be meeting with leaders in Jordan as well. What's happened?
2: So when we talked yesterday, we had just heard the news that it was canceled. And again, you know, a lot of people were looking to see, is it something to do with some of this misinformation regarding the, um, you know, the explosion at the hospital. And so uh, it was a summit. He was looking to meet with the the leaders in Palestine and in Jordan, you know, hopefully, potentially trying to broker some type of peace deal. But that was abruptly canceled. But the president still went on with his trip to Israel. As you mentioned, we have two air force airstrike carriers that are uh, right nearby. It's the USS uh, Eisenhower, the USS uh, Ford. So obviously, you know, a a big show of force. Some 2,000 U.S. troops have been put on notice. This was, again, something that the Pentagon is saying that right now it would only be in a supportive role that those troops would not be fighting. We know that Israel has agreed to allow the humanitarian assistance that's supposed to flow into Gaza from Egypt. But, you know, we're seeing these protests erupt around the world. There outside of American embassies in, in several states and countries, in uh, Turkey and Lebanon, also here in the United States at the Capitol in the Rotunda. There are so many people that are, are asking, um, you know, for a lot of different demands in this. So it's really something that is, of course, you know, the tragedy of the attack and then now waiting to understand that it's not over yet. So it certainly tugs, uh, you know, on on the heart for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it certainly does. And I think one of the biggest issues is Hamas has ruled in that area of Gaza since 2006. You wouldn't say it's been incredibly peaceful, but certainly it hasn't been front page news like it often is in recent years anyway. There's been so much happening around the world. The question that a lot of countries are now asking, and we know that the Secretary of State, uh, as well as the Defense Minister, have been asking this over the part of the Defense Secretary, been asking this question, what is the plan that Israel has post this war? Is this going to be something now that lasts a long time? Is this to have a strike essentially in retaliation? There's 2.6 million people and we know a humanitarian crisis. We know President Biden has been really strong in his remarks, as was Anthony Blinken, after a seven hour meeting the day prior with Benjamin Netanyahu that They have to focus on those civilian casualties to try and make sure that it doesn't happen. And the misinformation war, as you say, is so strong out there right now. We saw at the White House images coming in video of thousands of people who are protesting against Israel because of the hospital blast. It's been enough for the the leaders of these countries nearby Israel to cancel their meetings. And the last thing that we need to see in the Middle East, of course, is all of that work that has been done to try and bring the UAE closer, Saudi Arabia closer to Israel as well, being undone by Israel essentially, um, I guess, overfiring in the eyes of many of uh, its neighbors, rightly or wrongly, as the rest of the world might see it. But the long-term relationship for Israel in that country is the difficult point. Would you agree?
2: Not an easy situation uh, at all. You know, it's very complicated, especially, you know, from the outside, uh, you know, looking in and, and understanding, you know, what they have gone through in that region. But, you know, we do know that, as you mentioned, the final step of the Abraham Accords that the previous uh, Trump administration had put into place was to have a deal between Israel and um, Saudi Arabia. And unfortunately, when they were very close, then, you know, the idea a lot in the intelligence community, a lot of experts that, you know, I've been talking to while covering this is that Iran was not happy that they were going to be left out of this peace deal. And, uh, you know, again, that's an, another name that we are not hearing. President Biden talk about now is is that something that's strategy or uh, you know when he's saying you know our message we heard uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin say you know the message is don't for other countries so uh, it's not an easy situation and you know as we mentioned uh, it, it it has a lot of different impacts around the world not only in the protests but you know additionally you know when we're hearing these these days that are being called for, um, you know, to sort of wreak havoc and terror that certainly, you know, isn't making people feel yeah. good. You were hearing you know, people are being stabbed and, and just a, a lot of different things. So yeah. uh, it seems far from over.
0: All right. We'll leave it there for now. Uh, Veronica Dudo, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Sure. All right. Well, let's talk about the social media platform X now for a moment, because they have a new idea. This used to be called Twitter, of course. They say that they'll be testing a new subscription model under which it will charge $1 annual fee for basic features. The new subscription is termed as not a bot will charge users in a bid to remove fake accounts.
1: The social media network formerly known as Twitter has a new plan for beating bots. Elon Musk's X says it will test a new model under which people pay a $1 annual fee to get basic features. The new subscription is termed not a bot and is meant to distinguish real people from automated accounts. It would enable basic functions such as likes and reposts. X said that the fee would vary from country to country based on exchange rates. It will first be available in New Zealand and the Philippines. The test won't affect existing users, but new users who don't subscribe will only be able to do basic things like view and read posts. Bots have been a big issue for Musk ever since he acquired the social network last year. In July, X introduced a limit on viewing tweets, which it said would ensure the authenticity of its user base. Reuters has reported that company boss Linda Iaccarino plans to try three tiers for its subscription service based on how many ads a viewer is shown. It is no longer enough to just build a personal brand. We are entering the era of
0: iconic leadership. Jess Williamson is a five times entrepreneur before the age of 30, a podcaster and a business and mindset mentor. And Jess joins me now here at the desk. Great to see you.
3: Yeah, great to be here.
0: Yeah. Now I love this idea of it's no longer enough to just have a personal brand. We've got to soup it up in this Mm. world where there's just so much clutter, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of has a personal brand these days Mm. with online and social media. And so how do we stand out, I believe we need to step into our iconic leadership
0: era. What does that mean? I love the the concept of iconic leadership. Mm -hmm.
3: So the way I see it is a personal brand, you're sort of known within that niche. And so you're kind of bound by those confines. If you imagine a fitness influencer, they might promote fitness products. They're known for their fitness yeah, programs. Yeah, their
0: Instagram story is gonna be full of them doing the things that we should be doing at 5am. Oh,
3: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas iconic leadership, this is what I call like the Beyonce. So she is known, when you think of Beyonce, you don't think singer. You the used to, one but thing. she's grown from that, right? Yeah, she has grown. And so it's really about being known for your legacy. What is the lasting impact that you want to leave on the world? And for me, that is to help women in business create a level of success that they never imagined
0: possible. And it creates an aura. So how do we plan for this? Right. So Beyonce is a fantastic example. Uh Someone who was a great singer. She was part of a group. She went out on her own Mm -hmm. and then she's grown, as you say, into the ether where the aura where we just know her name, the old one word name.
3: Exactly. So the way that we can start to build this is I believe we need to start with what is that legacy that we want to leave? If you do think of Beyonce as the example, she is known for being your biggest and boldest self and being Sasha fierce and being in that confident era and so really it's about understanding what is that lasting legacy you want to leave and you can deliver that in so many different ways
0: well just quickly talk to me about where you're at because you've done the same
3: yes so when I started my very first business it was I wasn't The face of it. I didn't want to be known. And so it's a very
0: Australian thing.
3: Yes. Uh, very tall poppy. I didn't want anyone to know my name, but then I realized I needed to start building a personal brand Mm -hmm. and now I'm really embracing the iconic leader era and realizing that it goes so far beyond Mm -hmm. whatever I'm selling currently, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just a means to an end of let me see how much money I can make yeah, yeah. but it's around what is the impact and a lasting legacy and how can I actually connect with my audience on it
0: is, a deeper emotional it is a fantastic lesson a fantastic experience really appreciate your time yeah thank you for having me all right Jess thank you and coming up on Ticker today plenty more right
1: after this you're watching Ticker we'll have more in just a few minutes